Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And welcome back, listeners, to Tax Insight here on WOMT, 1240 AM, 107.9, and of course, streaming online anytime at WOMTradio.com. We're talking with Jeff today from Hawkins Ash. Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning, Terry. We are continuing our discussion from last week, talking about cryptocurrency. We are, because, you know, we talked about it last week, but it occurred to me after we talked that there's a lot of younger people that are, you know, starting to invest in this, and, and they may not know exactly how the taxes thing works, you know, because they're relatively new um, to investing, relatively new to taxes. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about things like, you know, how the cost basis and gains and losses, you know, even though they seem like pretty easy concepts, they may not be as easy as they, they first appear. So where would be a good spot, uh, good spot to start? Well, let, let's look at cost basis. So this seems pretty easy since, you know, when you first think about it, you say basically, you know, what did you originally pay for that virtual currency? But then what happens is, is that your basis can be calculated in more, in one, in more than one way. So, you know, the way you calculate that basis could have a big difference on how much tax that you report for the year. So what are the different ways that cost basis can actually be calculated? There really is two. So there's one where you can pick what they call specific lots. And the second one is average cost. So now specific lots are when you keep track of every single time you buy and sell any kind of virtual currency. And this works the same way with stocks or anything else, but we're talking about virtual currency today. The advantage of this method is that when you sell you can actually pick from any of the lots that you kept track of and you can pick the one that has maybe the highest cost basis. And so you pay the least amount of gain. So this, this specific lot method really allows you to kind of determine, okay, what do I want my gain to be rather than what is the gain going to end up being? But the disadvantage of this is, you know, depending on how many times that you buy different virtual currencies, it can be consuming to keep track of because you got to keep track of every single buy and sell that you have. You know, Excel definitely is your friend here. Absolutely. What about uh, average cost? So average cost is a lot easier because in this case, you pretty much take just the total amount that you own and compare it to the total amount that you paid, no matter when you bought it or no matter when you sold it. And that average is what you use to figure out what your cost basis is. Now, in this case, there really is no way to kind of play with your gain since the cost basis is just the average of everything that you've done in the past. But it is easier since, you, like we talked about earlier, you don't need to keep track of each purchase and remember which ones were sold and which ones were not sold. So every time that there is a sale, there will always be a gain or a loss that needs to be reported, correct? Exactly. Because, you know, what some people do when they invest is they'll take a certain amount of money and then when the price goes up, they kind of take their original investment off the table and then they play with the profits at that point. Well, you know, like we talked about before, in this case, even though you're taking out your initial investment, it's not necessarily tax-free since that cost basis is spread over all the shares that you own, not just the shares that you sell to get that original, you know, 
the original price out of it. Right, right. So it's also important to remind listeners that there is a difference between short-term and long-term, correct? And there really is. And it really makes a difference whether you've held it over a year or under a year. Because, you know, if you hold it under a year, the tax rate is the exact same tax rate as your ordinary income, you know, kind of like your wages, your interest, your pensions, things like that. Um, but if you hold it for more than a year, then, you know, you get capital gain treatment. And that could be 10, 15, or maybe even 20 or more percentage points different when it looks at taxes. So for a $10,000 gain, you know, having a long-term capital gain could decrease your tax by, you know, maybe as much as $2,000 compared to having a short-term. Interesting. Jeff, last question here. As a reminder, there may be losses that cannot be claimed, correct? That's right. So we've talked about this in previous weeks, and they're called wash sales. Now, I don't have time once again to talk about it today, but if you do a quick internet search and look up wash sales, that'll give you everything that you need to know so that that does not come back and bite you. Jeff, great information each and every week here in Tax Insight. For those listeners that want to connect with the team at Hawkins Ash, how do they do that? I would go to our website, HawkinsAshCPAs.com, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.